Hey guys, this is just a little um, heads up that this podcast is actually just me paying tribute to my wonderful husband who I lost on August 8th of 2021. Today is his birthday. So instead of crying and being mad, I decided to pay tribute to him by sharing some of our amazing memories. So if you would like to do that, to go on that journey with me and to hear some of the fabulous times I had with my husband, then listen away. But if you're wanting just some other type of my podcast about some craziness in my life, I'm going to hit that up here in the next few days. All right. Enjoy. everybody. So here we are. Welcome to my second podcast. Um, I appreciate so much everyone who listened to my first attempt and all the kind messages I received. I have no clue if what I have to say today will interest anybody, but we're going to go ahead and go for it. So episode two of Be Real with Be Reams. Um, today is Neil's birthday. And for those of you that don't know me and perhaps didn't listen to my first podcast, Neil is my late husband who was killed August 8th of 2021. And by the way, why do we refer to the dead as late always? Like, where did that even come from? But honestly, I'm typically I'm pretty blunt and usually just say my dead husband. And that kind of takes people back sometimes. But dark humor. Sometimes it's our coping mechanism, right? Anyway, so Neil would have been 54 today. And I tossed around some different ideas about today's podcast. Like, do I focus on how I lost Neil or how sucky it is going alone through the life that we were supposed to live together? Or do I instead use this day and this episode as a tribute to our good times? Birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, they're all gross when you lose someone. Likely the majority of you listening to this understand that because so many of us have gone through loss and we have to intentionally try to make our brains instead of focusing on that grossness, if that's a word, focus on something good. And it's really hard and it really sucks. And I'm not going to lie. I've spent my time today, some of it feeling sorry for myself and being angry and sad. So I'm hoping by doing this that I myself can intentionally change my own mindset. And this might be kind of some therapy for me. So happy birthday to my pumpkin. I wonder how many of you guys know the birth of the pumpkin nickname. Neil had many nicknames in his short time with me. I say short time because I think 17 years is not long enough. Um, but anyway, Pumpkin was his first nickname. And Neil and I met at Nick and Jake's in Overland Park on April 1st of 2005. And I'm not going to go into that whole story because I know so many of you guys already know it. But I'll just say, I'll repeat what I usually say that most people think about love at first sight. And we always said love at first night. So not too long after this, I was introducing him to anyone that was a part of my world because I knew he was going to be in my world for a long time. And so a couple weeks after we met, um, he and I met my sister-in-law, Brandy, and another friend of ours back up at Nick and Jake's. And of course, he won them over immediately. Now, Brandy had already met Neil at a 70s party, but this other friend of ours had not met him. And when he went to the restroom, of course, we had to talk about it. So we sat there and basically talked about how sweet he was. And Brandy, my sister-in-law, was like, he's just such a little pumpkin. And it just stuck. 
pumpkin was on the ribbon of the flowers on his casket. It's on the plaque on his niche up at church. Um, he really was pumpkin. And now it's his birthday. So um, I used to have so much fun planning his birthdays. I was reminded of many of these on my Facebook memory page today. So I kind of wanted to go through some of those memories and just really lift up his spirit in happy times to you guys. Uh, so many of you know a lot of these stories, but maybe just reminiscing. I don't know. I hope it puts a smile on everybody's face. So for his 40th birthday, I surprised him with a toga party at our house. I cleared out my kitchen had a live band set up, and thanks to windows being open, we were actually paid a visit by the police that night. And I'm sure as I opened the door, I'm sure they expected high schoolers throwing a bash while the parents were away or something. And instead, they got me, 37-year-old mom in my Mizzou toga. Uh, they told me that my neighbors were not happy with my music. And I replied back with, but my neighbors are all here <laughs> because we totally hung out with our neighbors and they were amazing. So these guys were really nice. We closed the windows and continued partying on. Now, this night also birthed the bad idea shots. And some of you listening to this are probably just laughing when I say bad idea shots. But one of my dearest, dearest friends went to the bar in our basement that night during the party and concocted a yummy shot made from a variety of liquor. So he brings up this entire tray full of shots. And mind you, he's in a Christmas toga with lit up garland around his head. So it was a sight. Anyway, so the band member, the lead singer of the band, looked over and goes, that seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Hence, the bad ideas were born. So I hope that those people are listening to this and that they just, that it puts a smile on their face thinking about that party, the toga, the singing, the memories, and the bad ideas. Then there was the year that I, again, surprised Neil. He came home from work to me in an Ohio State jersey. Yes, just a jersey with his gift shoved down my top. Now, down in my top were two airline tickets to Ohio, where Neil was from, and two tickets to his favorite place, the Ohio State football stadium. I'd already packed his bag and I told him, let's go. And we headed off to the airport. He was the biggest Ohio State fan out there for sure. And he was so excited to see his college friends and his family and, of course, his Buckeyes. My family can sit here and tell you Buckeyes, Buckeyes everywhere, Buckeyes. Oh, bless his heart, that man and his Buckeyes. Anyway, Neil also had an incredible group of men that he had met. I think some were from high school and then into college that they called themselves the Bull Moose Crew. And they tried to get together every year, but our distance from them sometimes kept Neil from attending. And I guarantee he would say, he would say that this was a huge regret, not getting to spend more time with those guys. I was honored to have them as pallbearers for Neil, along with Neil's son and my son, and Neil could not have been in better hands. And I hope someday some of them listen to this podcast so they can hear me tell them how much Neil loved them and appreciated them and the memories that he would tell me about his bull moose guys. I mean, he would just glow when he talked to them. Um, I know he was smiling down watching them with me at our favorite bar for the funeral, seeing his guys at his place. Um, I can just imagine seeing him smiling now, thinking about it. So... Bull Moose guys, he loved you. 
So another year I surprised him with a trip to Nashville. Yes, I'm big on surprises for sure. And we we love to travel. So Nashville was one of our favorite places. It wasn't the first time we had been there, nor would it be the last time we'd be there. But we would always spend all day like hopping from bar to bar on Broadway, listening to awesome live music. And just doing that has enabled us to meet so many people that I still cherish that are in my life. The fabulous people that we met on stages in Nashville. J.D. Shelburne, who birthed Neil's nickname of Peyton Manning. Oh, my goodness. I have to tell that story. It wasn't Neil's birthday trip. But I think a few years prior to that, because it was when we first met J.D. And I think we've known J.D. for, gosh, I probably have known him 15, 16 years. I don't know, 15 years. Anyway, so Neil and I are walking um, up and down Broadway looking for which place we want to go in. And we come upon Tequila Cowboy. And I see this guy outside. He's young. He's tall. He's an attractive guy. And I assumed he was the bouncer. So I handed him my ID. And he kind of looked at me and he goes, um, I'm the band. <laughs> and I was like, so sorry. So we spent the next like four hours watching this guy and just totally fell in love with him. But within like the first hour, he started referring to Neil as Peyton Manning. And it was kind of a joke. But and personally, I didn't really see it. I think my husband was way more attractive than Peyton Manning. But I get it. If they both had baseball hats on, you know, covering up the forehead of Peyton's, then I could kind of, I get the resemblance if they both had ball caps on. Anyway, so JD kept referring to him as Peyton and people were kind of coming in and out and the crowd was changing over time because we stayed through all of JD's sets. And what was funny was that the new people coming in didn't know that JD was joking. So they actually thought that Neil was Peyton Manning. So much so that, like, he was asked for an autograph. And then two men came over and they were like, oh, no, 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 we want a picture with Peyton's wife. And I was like, dude, he's not Peyton Manning. (laughs) And totally just, we had a ball with it. But what was interesting is that that kind of, once that happened, for some reason, Neil was referred to as Peyton Manning like, anywhere we went, people came up to him as hilarious. Like, we were in Vegas and a girl asked for his, um, his picture. And then one time, still in Vegas, a girl came up to him and was like, can I take a picture with you? And he was like, sure. And she goes, I'm sending this to my cousin, which happens to be Peyton Manning. Now, mind you, she could have been lying. Who knows? But we thought it was pretty funny. So also in Nashville, um, other people we met, I got to give a shout out to, we met Jamie Baxter. Jamie was a fellow Buckeye fan with Neil and a great artist. I remember he and Neil would stand around and talk about the Buckeyes and everything. Um, And actually, my first trip after Neil died uh, was going to Nashville. I went with my son and his high school friends and their parents. Uh, We all went together. And interesting, I walked into Tequila Cowboy, which now as I'm saying that, I'm realizing the coincidences in all this that Tequila Cowboy is where my first story was. And now I'm talking about Tequila Cowboy is where I went after Neil passed away. But we walk in and Jamie Baxter was playing. So lovely surprise. And I was like, this is a sign. This is Neil sending um, me a little hello. And I went up to him and he actually then sang one of Maya Neil's songs, Cover Me Up. And I danced with my son, uh, tears running down my cheeks, just remembering all the times that I had danced with Neil to that song, all the times I had danced with Neil to Jamie Baxter singing in Nashville. Um, 
Now, I have to say that trip ended up being a disaster, actually. <laughs> had my first panic attack um, on top of the cheese, losing to the Titans. But it's all right. We're all good memories here today, so we're going to stick with the good. So it was the good memory of Jamie Baxter in Nashville singing our song. Nashville also brought us the Diamond Trio, which consisted of Sam Banks, who we met through Travis Marvin, who's a Kansas City country artist that we love, and I can talk more about him later. But Sammy was his um, guitarist, and we met him through Travis, and then Sam moved to Nashville, and he played with two of his friends, Dan Alley and Corey Hunt. They play on Sunday nights at a place called The Local in Nashville, and they are so good, y'all. I mean, you have got to look any of these guys up. Sam Banks, Dan Alley, and Corey Hunt. Got to look them up, listen to their music. Um, if you're in Nashville on a Sunday night and you want to get away from the craziness on Broadway and go to a local bar with local people and great food and great music, go to a bar called The Local. However, one time, again, at Tequila Cowboy, yes, another time saying that bar, which is so funny. So Dan was playing and brought Corey up, and this was right after things had reopened with COVID. And I have to say, Corey was coughing all over, and we were kind of making fun of him, thinking he had COVID, and I'm pretty sure he did. But the music, just amazing. But Neil and I laughed so much with these young men. I mean, I have videos on my uh, on my phone of them singing and us just cracking up and them cracking up on stage saying stuff and just such a blessing that these men came into our worlds um into our world i can't possibly list all the memories that we made in nashville and all the people that we met but i'm gonna wrap up the nashville piece with just one more thing neil would say was epic so when we took Haley, my daughter to write and sing with our dear friend Rick Tiger. We had met Rick through Travis Marvin, and he now he lived in Nashville. Now, anyone who knows us knows that Neil claimed to be Haley's number one fan. You know what? I'm just going to let him have that title since he's no longer with us. But so when Haley went to Nashville with us and actually wrote an original song with Rick Tiger called Old Soul, and we got to hear it, man, I, he and I were over the moon. It was just such a cool experience. Um, this was after we'd also had the absolute joy of watching Haley sing on stage, thanks to J.D. Shelburne. And she would do this again and again in Nashville, getting on stage and singing. And each time, Neil just beamed with pride. Um, one time when we went, we had to postpone her 21st birthday, thanks COVID again. Um, so we postponed it until Nashville had opened back up, but I wouldn't say they were really open back up. And he almost got kicked out of a bar because he was wanting to support Haley. Um, so post COVID in Nashville, you were not allowed to get out of your seat. You were not allowed to move table to table. And this was very tricky because we had like 15 kids with us i say kids but they're all over 21 but so i couldn't go back and forth table to table and talk to the kids you could not dance you could not tip in cash i mean it was just ridiculous it was literally like footloose there was no dancing there was no music it was just crazy anyway so Haley got up on stage started singing and of course neil gets up being her super fan and all and he was told that if he didn't stop getting up he was going to be kicked out <laughs> and he almost did get kicked out but it was just that excitement that he had for watching Haley sing. I, I can't, if I could bottle that up, <laughs> that joy up and give it to everyone, it, it would change 
so many thanks. But anyway, he just loved watching her sing, was so proud of her every damn time that she opened her mouth. He was just so proud that she was his bonus dog. And I will say also that trip in Nashville, Neil and I going back to Rick Tiger for a minute, we went to watch him and we had my parents with us. Actually, we went to watch Rick sing and he was going to sing in like the kind of lobby eating area of this hotel. And all of a sudden this water started coming like through the ceiling. So it's plumbing had broken. I don't know what it was. So we had to clear out. Well, instead of leaving, we all went out to this gazebo behind the hotel. Rick Tiger, along with maybe eight other singer-songwriters, I want to say, and they went around a circle and told stories about their songs that they had written and sang the songs they had written. It was truly so cool. Neil and I talked about it so many times after that, just being amidst among these people that were so talented and who gets to experience that? I mean, I I thought we were really lucky to be able to experience just sitting there and hearing their stories and and them talking about like maybe playing at the Grand Ole Opry or they had played with like Reba or Dolly or I mean, these men were incredible. So that was another memory. But Nashville's just given Neil and I so much, so much to talk about. So I will say, too, that Rick Tiger also um, lived in Nashville, but he would do cross-country road trips, and he would stop at people's houses, one of them being ours, and we would do like a basement party for him, meaning we would invite all of our close friends and family over, and he would sit in our basement, and he would sing and tell stories, and... And he would bring his faith with him. He would bring his music with him. He would bring laughter and joy. And we did this twice, I believe, one of which times he and Haley sang their original song, which, of course, was incredible. Um, But just such a blessing to know him. And I have to say that Rick did pass away only a few months after Neil. And so another glorious soul lost way too soon. But I guarantee that he and Neil are celebrating Neil's birthday together. I'm so so bless you, Tiger. Okay, so how else can I lift up Neil's memory to all of you guys? Uh, maybe I'm just rambling and you guys have maybe given up by now and nobody's even listening, but you know what? We're going to keep going. There's so many times running around in my head. Um, the, let's talk, There's I could talk about the times at Freddie T's for karaoke, all the times that we threw basement parties and Neil would be the DJ. He had this knack for listening to people and their conversations and he wouldn't say anything, but then all of a sudden you would hear the music change and it would be music that goes along with their story. Like perhaps they're telling a story about seeing Air Supply live. Yes, we did do that. We did go see Air Supply live and it was amazing, I will tell you. But anyway, if somebody was talking about that, then all of a sudden Air Supply would come on. Things like that. And just all the times that we spent with friends and family and Neil just always had a way. It was funny because he was quiet and introverted. But then once you got him in a social setting, he really, I think, wanted to be alive at the party and would chat with people and he wanted to host. He he always wanted people to like come over and be in our basement and, you know, do everything together. He just loved doing all that. So yeah, it was amazing. Um, I have to hit Cabo. So let's talk a little Cabo. Oh my goodness. The first thing that I have to think of when I talk about Cabo and Neil 
is the cactus. So bless this man's heart. There were times that I actually questioned his valedictorian status. I know that man was brilliant, but I'll tell you. So he and I caught all night, hanging out. I think we'd gone downtown, came back to our place that we have a villa at this place in Cabo. And we stopped at what was called the adult pool because it had this incredible view overlooking the ocean and rocks. And it was just gorgeous. So I always wanted, in the evenings, we would always go down there. It was kind of our place. And I remember stopping by there and him holding me and just, we just looked around and truly appreciated the moment. And I have to say, we were good at that. We were good at just looking around and appreciating every moment and being thankful and enjoying being together. So I thank God for that every day. Anyway, we left there to go back to our villa. Now, for some reason, I was ahead of Neil. And to be honest with you, I probably had gotten irritated with him. Yeah, I know. I admit, when we imbibed a bit too much, um, sometimes I got persnickety with Neil. But in my defense, <laughs> Neil sometimes um, got a little irritating <laughs> when he would have some drinks. But anyway, um, so I probably did storm off and I was like, I'll see you back at the room. I don't know. Probably. So I go up and Walking back to our room, I run into a whole bunch of people at the pool or talking around the fire pit, I guess it was. And, of course, I start talking to them, make friends with them. And I'm like, you got to find my husband. We need to find my husband. And we're all talking about finding Neil. And after a little while, up the steps came Duncan. And the whole crowd turns around and was like, Neil. <laughs> and he loved this. He loved walking in and being treated like a rock like a rock star, um, which the first time that happened was with my students. And I make it to that story. I don't know. We'll see. That's a whole other story. Anyway, and he walks. He says he heard his hand, but we didn't really pay attention to it until morning. We started talking to these other people and hanging out and telling stories and and whatever. But when we woke up in the morning, his hand was a completely swollen mess. And so and then I'm like, what happened to your hand? So he decides to finally tell me that as he was walking back to find me, He's walking up the hill on the street, but there's a sidewalk right next to the street. And he's walking up and he said he thought he heard me behind him. I don't know why he thought I was behind him, but so he said he turned to see if it was me. And as he turned, his arm swung around and his hand hit the cactus next to the sidewalk and I was like what you you hit the cactus I'm like it's it sits off to the side like how did that even happen he's like I don't know and I don't know but and I think he was allergic to the needles or something it was a mess and I gave him so much hell for that and forever after we would tell that story I'm like well there's Neil's cactus every time we go back there there's Neil's cactus and bless his heart I no joke, I actually went and put some of Neil's ashes on his cactus. So they are forever together. <laughs> I mean, Cabo has so many memories uh, of us going downtown, of us spending so much time in a bar called Cowboys, C-A-B-O-Y-S. I think I pronounce it Cowboys and getting to know the owners there. And we loved it there so much that... Um, Neil is actually at that bar forever and ever. He is in a baby Classe Azul bottle behind the bar with a dollar uh, hanging above him. This says pumpkin. 
and a dollar right next to that that says Chummy for my brother. So anybody that goes to Cabo, you have to go downtown to Cowboys and visit Neil. I mean, you just have to. He would love that. But even that story, I I was begging them to give me that baby bottle because we try to collect Class A Azul bottles for my nieces. So every time we go to Cabo, I try and get a cool different one. And I've gotten what I call the mom and the dad of the white and blue one, but we can't find the baby one anywhere except for that bar. They won't give it to me. And so uh, instead, they appeased me by letting me put his ashes in it and leave it there forever and ever with his ashes. So pretty cool. I mean, Cabo also was where Neil tried to literally carry one of my nieces to go downtown with us and her running from him by the pool and stuff. I know she remembers that forever and always talks about it. Um, And are amazing. We had, um, I'll try not to curse on here, our Effort weekend when Mark and his family, my brother and his family were down there for the week. And I decided on Thursday night to book a flight, a flight for Friday for me and Neil to go. So we left on Friday morning and came home with them on Sunday and called it our, we, we just decided to say Effort and we're going. Um, or when I went for a girl's week and my girlfriends all stayed until Wednesday And then they left and Mark and Brandy and Neil came down for the rest of the week. And that weekend will forever be in my memory as my favorite. It is, it was the last time that Neil was in Cabo, that Mark was in Cabo, that the four of us were together. And we had the best time. My favorite picture of me and Mark and Neil is in Cowboys, in Cabo, on that trip. And I couldn't have asked for a better last memory. Never did we think it was going to be our last. Um, At that point, Mark had been cleared of cancer, supposedly. Um, So we were celebrating. And but then he also had horrible, horrible headaches while we were there. And I remember looking at Neil in the pool and I said, it's in his brain. And Neil's like, it is not in his brain. This is a side effect of the chemo and radiation and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like it's in his brain. And we came home. And that week, I think it was only a few days later, Mark was vomiting and bombing and went to the hospital and he had two brain tumors. And what's crazy, and I'm kind of doing a little tangent here like I do, um, he had brain surgery for two tumors and it was probably his easiest surgery out of all of the cancer. It was brain surgery. My brother like killed it with brain surgery. I shouldn't say killed it, should I? See, there I go again. Um, Anyway, recovered quickly. It was incredible. But that was our last trip together. And I could not have asked for a better trip as our last trip. Could not have asked. And such an incredible blessing. And Cabo will always be special for us. For me and Neil, for me and Neil, Mark and Brandy, just for our families. It's just our place. Okay, so I think I'm going to try, you guys might be bored, so I'm going to try to just do a couple more stories and then wrap it up. So first I want to talk about Vegas with Neil and two of our dear friends, Rick and Jenny. And if they're listening to this, I know they're giggling knowing what I'm about to talk about. So we're vacationing in Vegas. We go to this brand new hotel. Like the room we're in had never been stayed in before. It was, they were trying to sell us a timeshare. So it was a gorgeous room with like a living room with a seating area and two bedrooms and a full kitchen. And it was just gorgeous. But it was still under construction. And 
we were like the only people in the pool this one day that we were there. It's hot, 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 Vegas hot. And Jenny and I send the boys up to our room to freshen up our drinks. They are gone for like an hour. And we're like, what the heck? They come down giggling like schoolgirls, and they're like, yeah, we got off the elevator on the wrong floor and ended up in the construction zone. So they like put on hard hats and we're walking around the construction zone. I mean, seriously, I'm, I I think God, they even made it back down to us, even if it was like an hour later. But they come back down and that's not even like the funniest part of the story, even though it was pretty funny. But they come down and Neil has decided to try Red Bull. Neil had not tried Red Bull before. So Neil starts drinking Red Bull. All of a sudden, now mind you, this was kind of early in our marriage and early in our friendship with Rick and Jenny. And so Neil was kind of seen as the quiet guy, the reserved guy, you know, didn't really say much. I mean, he would to me like when we were alone, obviously he was chatty or whatever. But anyway, well, then we met Red Bull Neil as Rick named him, another nickname. Red Bull Neil decides to say, have you ever had a Red Bull? Have you guys tasted this Red Bull? I really like this Red Bull. On and on and on. And Rick was like, Red Bull Neil just won't stop talking. It was something. And again, if you had known Neil pre-drinking the Red Bull or anything, you'd be like, no way did that guy really talk that much. But he talked and talked and talked. Sent him from zero to 100 and talking and talking and talking and he I know he would say that I sit there and complain about him not talking enough and then when he starts talking be it a Red Bull or be it drinking beer or whatever then I tell him he's talking too much and I think we actually got in a fight that night Rick and Jenny will be listening and laughing yes we got in a fight that night about boy bands yeah because he had the audacity to call my boys to men a boy band I know it's all made up of guys and a band might be a boy band but don't tell Neil that He's not listening to me right now. But yeah, that's what happened. So that was just one of our biggest memories. We had gone to Vegas many times. We had gone for the CMAs, the Country Music Awards or ACMs. I can't remember which one we'd always do. And we would go to like the Fan Fair and the Fan Festival or whatever it's called and see all these bands perform. And then we actually went to the award show um, once or twice. I can't remember now. And it was just incredible. But we had tons of memories from that. We had so much fun in our marriage. We had so much fun on trips. We had so much fun doing all the things together. And I could honestly talk and talk and talk about all these amazing memories. And I I just wouldn't even know where to end. But I don't know if anybody is even sticking with me on this podcast. There may be nobody listening. (laughs) But those of you, if you have stuck with me, I just have to thank you because this is a much better way to remember my pumpkin. This sitting here laughing and remembering just a few of our times together, a few of the memories that we shared, a few of the times that we probably laughed until we cried. Oh, gosh, I didn't even get into Virginia Beach. We went to Virginia Beach for my 40th birthday and watched country music in the on the beach our boots in the sand with Mary and Troy our other dear friends because it's Troy's birthday as well on June 9th and saw my Darius Rucker who is my number one and made so many memories on that beach as well just I can't stop so anyway I had to stop though but I want to thank everybody if you stuck it out with me and listened to this because this truly was just my therapy 
is what it was. And I hope that some of you, if you stuck with me, I hope anybody who's still listening, um, I hope you laughed. I hope you were involved in some of these memories and I hope they brought a smile to your face. I hope that it gives you a better picture of my husband. And I hope that you feel that this was a good way to pay tribute to my incredible husband. So happy heavenly birthday, Mr. Neil Reeves. You always will be my favorite travel partner, my favorite person to surprise with trips, my favorite person to be standing by at a party, my favorite DJ to be May in the music at a party, my favorite person to make memories with. So happy birthday, Pumpkin. And I know you're up there with Mark and Rick and Dale and Kenneth and Lucy and your dad, your sweet, sweet dad, um, that you're spending your birthday with your dad and our father, our Lord Jesus Christ. So as much as I want you here with me, if you can't be here with me, then the next best place to be is with our Lord. So happy birthday. And to all of you listening, thanks for sticking it out with me. Have a blessed day, everybody.